0: Beer and talk about mm-hmm. all the things we can suspare so a minute of your time. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's time for
1: mm-hmm. This episode begins and ends with a deep passion for beer and people. Mm-hmm. Our story begins with a Navy veteran and former engineer, Gary, and a former accountant, Lisa. After many years of pints in their mini-slash-garage-slash-tap room, the couple decided to escape the golden Colorado winter and move to southwest Florida to open a brewery. They knew what they wanted, because after a long two years of searching, they found the right place in Fort Myers, Florida, and opened Coastal Days Brewing in 2015. Gary would eventually manage the back of the house operations, and Lisa would manage the front of the house. They did what they set out to do, and brewed solid beers. Well, managing to avoid the harsh Colorado winters that they were used to. Four years pass, and in walks Alex, the brewer. It's now 2019, and unbeknownst to Lisa, Gary, and Alex, the COVID pandemic is just around the corner. So, the pandemic comes. And like any other business that made it through the rough couple years that was COVID, it would have been easy to give up. But Alex, Gary, and Lisa keep Coastal Days going through the ups and downs. Eventually, Gary and Lisa look to sell Coastal Days, and Alex jumps on the opportunity. The closing of the purchase is set for early October 2022. Hurricane Ian is expected to make landfall at the same time. (laughs) I'm not sure what to expect when I pull into the parking lot of Coastal Days. This is my first time in downtown Fort Myers since the hurricane made landfall about two months ago. To my relief, I walk in and everything seems fine. I greet Alex at the front door while simultaneously taking in the warm and inviting tap room. I wonder if they've already fixed all the damage from Ian or if somehow they made it through. I'm eager to find out as I set up my gear. Alex pulls two chairs to the table. And we begin to talk.
0: Let's help you. Let's, you, let's, you, let's
1: you. I grew up in Iowa, so I'm used to <laughs> snow and everything. It's weird being here in December. Like,
0: wait, I moved Ex- away from this. What is this? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I'm with Alex, head brewer and owner at Coastal Days Brewing in Fort Myers. Hi, Alex. Hello. Thank How- you for coming in. Oh, no problem. No problem. Thanks for joining me. Anytime. Tell me about yourself.
0: So my name is Alex. Um, I'm the new owner here as of a couple months ago in October. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, we started, our company was created about five years ago. We're coming up on our fifth anniversary. By our previous owners, Gary and Lisa, they were from Colorado. Gary worked as an engineer for Cords Brewing. So he kind of did the back of house stuff. And then his wife was an accountant. She took care of the front of house. And it was just like the perfect duo. Yeah. Until we started growing and growing. And he's, he had to do more upfront work and he wanted to do more back of house work. So then. They hired uh, for back of house. He realized he needed help, which took a lot for him to want to reach out. Because he's like me, too. I want to have every, my hands on everything. I want to do it. This is my passion. Do it yourself. Yeah. I'll be here all day, every day. I'll get the work done. But yeah. finally, he's like, we need help. Um, we started expanding into distro. So they hired me on. Okay. Um, Started, I think it was in 2019, um, before COVID. So that was... Going to be a fun time. Yeah. Except oh, no man. one knew it. So I started there, um, just, you know, assistant brewer helped brew. I had brewing knowledge, so he didn't have to teach me the process. Right. Um, we just had to learn the commercial. So I knew all about recipes. Um, I started making these type of Tuesdays that we do every Tuesday. So it was a new small batch. So I'd make, I started right away making new batches each week for customers. Okay. So that was nice. So it kept my cre- creativity going and my creative freedom. In yeah. It. And that's huge because the big thing in this brewing industry is people just die out. They're tired of brewing that flagship IPA all day, every day for the rest of their life. Yeah, and that's usually why they leave. Yeah. So we're a big core beer forward business. So we have ten core beers, eleven core beers. Wow. But you know, it takes it's a couple months out. You know, we don't we're not brewing everything every day. Yeah. So there's some creativity there, but with the small batches, it really let me step away for a second. It was once a week, so definitely didn't burn out. So is that what
1: led you eventually to be interested in purchasing the the business? It was. That creative
0: freedom? I didn't think so at first. I was just saying, I'll maintain doing this. But the more I got involved with the business, I got more intertwined. I started helping out with the taxes. I started Uh doing all the, some front of house stuff work. I started doing you know just any little bit i can and i yeah. i always had the business mindset just how i was raised i was always you know go above and beyond even never do that it's not my job that was never something that would ever come out of my mouth i would do anything and everything i can to help make the business succeed yeah whether i'm getting paid not getting, it doesn't matter yeah i just wanted the business to succeed because if the business succeeds then I can continue doing my passion. Yeah. So, and then the more I got involved with all the different facets of the business, I think it just grew more interest into the business. And yeah. Yeah, so then COVID hit and then everything changed for everyone. So mm-hmm. that was... Wonderful. That's
1: that's a hard time to jump into commercial brewing.
0: Yeah, it, it is, and then we're sh- shut down. So, I was the only one that was staffed, and I was just brewing once a week small batches, and we we're just stockpiling them for when we did open. Yeah, and then we finally opened, and then they shut us down again. Um, so that was that was enjoyable. <laughs> so were you distribution for a little bit then, or did, we were? You know? So we actually. They shut us down, and then the very next day, our distributor called us and said, well, restaurants are still open. They haven't closed down restaurants. So I was like, okay, we can brew our batch of our flagship Hazy IPA, which gets distro. That's our number one beer. Yeah. So like, we're going to go through with brewing this. We brew it. The, later in that day, they call us. Nope, we're not going to pick it up. We don't want it. I'm like, well, wow. we got a tank full of it. Like, or, yeah. We can- We brewed it, yeah, but they shut down restaurants, so it's like restaurants weren't buying any beer either. So they're like, "We're done." So that was like, "Well, nothing we could do now. It's done. It's we already pitched the yeast and everything, so we just let it sit." And then,
1: what kept you guys going during that time?
0: Um, our owner's fiscal responsibility they didn't they're very smart with their money and they didn't waste their money so when we needed because you know we still had to pay rent and everything mm-hmm. even though we weren't open landlord didn't care so we still had expenses coming to the door but you had no profit so just them having money saved up um we did open for like growler fields to go and stuff but it wasn't really much yeah. of anything yeah that and then we did the um the government the ppe i think it was program so that helped keep our co-workers paid even though they didn't have a job right so that right. helped keep them and then we came in and we do some small cleaning things like just top room maintenance so painted the floors and right whatnot. nothing else to do and yeah now's the time so yeah
1: i just want to say a couple of observations that i've had the covid pandemic was obviously detrimental to many businesses across the nation but to me The fact that so many micro, nano, and large system breweries survived displays two things in my mind. One, brewery owners, breweries, and those that work in the beer industry generally do it because they love it. And that fact alone will get you through many more difficult situations than a purely profit-driven mentality, I think. I will say this mentality was especially apparent when talking with Alex at Coastal Days. People like craft beer and what it represents— Let's be honest, it would have been easier for local beer lovers around the nation to stock up on domestics. But instead, they showed up and continued to support local breweries. And perhaps more importantly, in my mind, what those breweries tend to represent, which is community. And that, to me, is why local beer is so important. Anyway, let's get back to Alex. So looking back, Alex, you, you went through covid uh, Ian just came through. You're in, mm-hmm. you're in downtown Fort Myers, and you said you were relatively un, una, unaffected, right?
0: Yes, we were. So the, the takeover was supposed to happen on October 1st, and we were obviously that's like right after the hurricane. Yeah. So we had no idea. There's no internet. We can't get anything. We know the power's out at the brewery, and we're all staying together in a sterile because I was crashing with them. Um, and it was just, we're just like, well. We saw a video of King's Kitchen, which is right across the street here, mm-hmm. right on First Street, and yep. water's above the walls and everything. And we're like, "Well, we might as well just keep drinking because we don't want to. <laughs> we don't want to think about that. There's nothing we could do right now. at Ten o'clock at night when we finally get that little bit of reception, and we saw that, and we're like, "Yep, the, it, we're done. And we're like, yeah. we're going to be going in tomorrow morning. We're ripping out drywall." the benefit here is most of it is we have a lot of brick walls and, you know, tables of concrete. Right. So, I mean, it would be a pain in the butt, but at least there's not too much drywall. Yeah. So hopefully it wouldn't have been too much of an issue. So, like, we're going to go in and we're going to start doing it and we're going to handle, you know, that's all you can do. Assess the damage and go from there. Yeah. Luckily, we woke up. Text from multiple regulars that drove by came in and looked at the middle of the night and didn't see any water in the brewery. So they oh, were my just, gosh. Because we were like forty minutes away, yeah. So we're like, and the traffic was horrible because there's still roads blocked and everything. It was very yeah. dangerous to be out there on the roads. Oh yeah, yeah. And we didn't want to get in any anyone's way either, you know, because everyone's out there, first responders and everything. So we're like, all right, brewery's safe. We're staying. We're staying home until you know things clear up and are safe to go out. Yeah. But we were ready to come in, and it's just the amazing opportunity because it's like you get this brewery and then a hurricane hits so everyone's <laughs> like man this is what a way to start your ownership and I then know. then comes a tropical storm and oh, we're man. like if you can handle that it's just oh my it, you, you yeah. should be able to succeed with anything you
1: well you went through the eye of the COVID hurricane yeah. You went through the eye of the ian, mm-hmm. ian hurricane and now you're sitting right here what are you looking forward to in the future then because you've, you've been through the worst
0: of it. Really. Yeah. Definitely. I'm looking forward, <laughs> looking forward to normalcy for a little bit. Um, yeah. But no one knows what season will be like either. But I'm looking forward to the future. I mean, you got to walk before I can run. So, yeah. but in the long term, we're definitely going to expand. We actually were going to expand. And mm-hmm. this is part of the reason why they sold. We we're going to expand. We had a place picked out. Um, we're going to buy the land. Everything, schematics were drawn. And then the bank pulled out very last minute. Oh no! Um, after the money already went hard, so a portion of the money. So that really demoralized them. That was a big part of the reason for a sale because they just basically lost a decent chunk of money. And yeah, yeah, they were meeting with the bank every week, and it just you know it was because of COVID. That's unfortunate. Claimed. So they said we're freezing all big loans. So that just took the wind out of their sales. but. Yeah. For me, I, I still have the win and, and still young, so that's definitely the plan for the future. Just yeah,
1: What do, I mean? Do you know where, or are you're just looking for places, no, or no,
0: know? nothing yet. No, it'll be it'll be a few years because I got I got to build up my capital and I got to get my feet wet. So yeah, well, hey, you, it's only been a few months.
1: <laughs> ju- I know, well, just talking to you, you can tell when somebody's passionate about mm-hmm. something, and you definitely are. Cool. I'm looking into my crystal ball currently, my my beer van crystal ball, and I predict we're about to talk about lagers. So let's get some lager facts in, shall we? One, the term lager often conjures up mass-produced American lagers that are light in color and have kind of an uncomplex flavor profile to them. But that is not the case always. Lagers come in a variety of colors and can be as complex and flavorful as the beer next door. My favorite style of beer, the Vienna Lager, comes to mind. All right, number two and finally, just to demonstrate how diverse lagers can be, I'm going to do a lightning round of different styles of lagers. Not all of them, but some of them. Okay, here we go. Three, two one. Pilsner, Bach, Vienna Lager, Helles Lager, American Lager, Imperial Pilsner, California Common, Doppelbach, Maybach, Dunkel, Golden Lager, etc. Pretty cool. Lagers are anything but predictable, generally. Alright, we may or may not talk about lagers, who's to say, but let's get back to Alex. What's your favorite thing about brewing in Florida specifically? Because you're, you're born and raised around this mm-hmm. area. Um, what, what, what do you enjoy about brewing here?
0: Um, I don't. I enjoy just. I enjoy our community around here. The Florida craft beer community is pretty, pretty different. I mean, some depending like Orlando has a different scene than like our South Florida, Southwest Florida kind of area. How so? Um, they're more. There's a lot more breweries closer together, and mm-hmm. just the styles. Like you'll find a lot more of those "quote unquote" hype beers. You'll find more like fruited stuff and mm-hmm. more adjuncted stuff. Here you have more classical stuff. You have. A lot of the breweries here locally are just doing nice, clean beers with maybe one or two of these different beers. Whereas some a lot of the places in like Tampa, Orlando, you know, it's yeah. a list full of adjuncted pastry stouts and fruited sours, and which is good too. But I just like how it's different around here. It's you know, it's different than it's what a different scene it is. But Florida in general, it's it's nice. Just I enjoy. The, I don't mind the heat, so I enjoy brewing it. It makes me feel like I burn off some of the calories when I'm brewing them and when I've been drinking.
1: <laughs> so you're working right. on a
0: nice hot summer day in the back with three
1: burners going and no AC. Oh, and you don't want a pastry stout when no, you, when it's no. 100 degrees and yeah. Well, and it's funny we were talking we you and me too. I asked what your favorite style was mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah, I used to like all these adjuncty pastry stouts and different kind of beers, but I gravitate towards lagers now. And yeah, we, we were saying that's just. I, that's the natural trajectory of beer lovers. It I is. think it, it, it every road ends in a lager.
0: It's a big. It's like a life cycle. You start You start doing all this new stuff that gets you into craft beer because everyone's like, oh, it's bitter. It's it's this. It's that. It's disgusting. It's beer. And then they have like uh, adjuncted patients style. They're like, what? That's dessert. Or they have a fruited sour, and they're like, that's not even sour. That's just like fruit fruit smoothie. And then yeah. then you start to go into more cleaner beer, and then you just end up at. Nice loggers and pilsners and everything here, really appreciate them, yeah, especially in the Florida sun.
1: Yeah, well, you're right about that. Uh, one final question, Alex. Yeah, what are you most passionate about right now?
0: Um, it's always coastal days. That's been as corny as it is. That's been my since I started working because it's hard to get into this industry Mm -hmm. in the back of house, and I was trying for a while. And because mostly people just circle around, they just rotate. So they'll leave yeah. one brewery, they'll go to the next one. And you can't get into that circle. It's very hard to do it unless you have credentials, years of experience. That's the only way to get in. You're right about that. And I just, luckily, Gary g- took a chance and just invited me in. And so and now look at it. So I'm very passionate with Days because they gave me the opportunity. Gary and Lisa, if it wasn't for Gary giving me that opportunity, I want to be here now but yeah. i just love i love this business i love the atmosphere i think we're different than all the other breweries everyone's different around here as it is yeah but i just like what we do i like our customers i like our coworkers i just like everything about coastal days as corny as it is that's not corny it's just at all. a passion i always think of yeah. something different to do yeah new events something always innovative and different for create a different experience for our customers.
1: Well, you can tell you're passionate. You've you've been through so much here. (laughs) I'm so excited uh, for the future for you. I want to thank you for talking. um,
0: Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely.
1: I had the opportunity the other day to drive through downtown Fort Myers and later Fort Myers Beach. And for some reason, I didn't really realize the extent Of the devastation that that Ian caused. It was miles and miles of, it felt like driving through a construction zone, especially in Fort Myers Beach. So where I usually recommend places and things to do in the places that I visit, for Fort Myers, especially in the wake of Ian, Beer Nomad will match every pledge up to $250 to the Ian Response Fund. Essentially, the fund is anchored by a coalition of on-the-ground, grassroots organizations who came together, including Florida Rising, Dream Defenders, Florida Immigrant Coalition, Florida Jobs with Justice, and Faith in Florida. These groups provide life-saving food and supplies, set up community centers, help families navigate relief programs, and finally, build organizing and advocacy campaigns to ensure communities are front and center in long-term recovery efforts. To donate, go to ianresponse.org. I'll also include the link on my Instagram. Like I said, The Beer Nomad will match every pledge up to $250. To pledge, reach out to me via direct message on Instagram or email me at noah at thebeernomadvan.com. Thank you, and thank you for listening to The Beer Nomad Podcast. You can follow along visually at The Beer Nomad Van or at my website at thebeernomadvan.com. As always, drink good beer and be good to each other. Cheers.